Um, actually, right now I'm working on some music stuff, hoping to do some stuff with that. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm like so excited. <laughs> I'm like legit, like so excited. Like that'd be like. Oh, thank you. Yeah, like I like. Well, thank you. Yeah. I, I'm planning okay, on I'm back. putting oh. it up on like Spotify, iTunes, like that kind of stuff. That's so cool. That's so. what I love to hear when I walk in the room, Andrew. <laughs> Wait, what? The, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Um, no, it's like really like that's amazing. We, we'll we'll talk about it a little more like um, when we okay. okay. So um, let's start the episode. <gasps> Click. Remember, remember that record that, that you bought me like two years, years ago. ago. Sing along, Ezra. Well, well, I just, just remember, remember that sitting, sitting in, in my closet. So I call, call you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to I hope that you never stop like singing <laughs> the song. <laughs> at the beginning of the episode. Hi, everybody. That's going to end up being our actual theme song instead of the recording. Move over, Emily Blue. Yeah. You missed a perfect opportunity to say Emily who? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Hi, everybody. Welcome to... I've been meaning to listen listen to that. The podcast where we go through albums we've been meaning to listen to and use it as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. Hi, Andrea. Let's just start there. Hi. Hi. <laughs> you, can, you can finally talk. We've released you from your hellscape. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's sweaty in there. Um, no, no. <laughs> so we knew each other in high school a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. We went on, We were on the same like bus together, and I remember... Like, you were in my drama class, too. I was in your drama class, too. And um, I think you, um, I think the thing we did together was we did, like, a scene from Princess Bride. <laughs> like. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. I was Fezzik, the, the, big, the big guy, I think. And Andre the Giant. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That, oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Um, I, I have, like, <laughs> I feel I, I am, like, currently still, like, wondering if, like, my if our drama teacher like secretly still hates me but like (laughs) (laughs) we'll never know we'll never know (laughs) please come on the show i'm kidding i would not want that (laughs) okay so like um so we knew each other from around that time and i remember like um just people like kind of people kind of like saying things along the lines of like, Oh, like Andrea is like actually a great singer. And I knew you from like, just like hanging out on the bus or whatever. I think we like did like bits and like, I think we just like talked to each other and we're like, really like just, it was like, Oh, someone I could talk to on the bus. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm someone usually who like keeps to myself or like, kind of just like, so like, I think it's kind of like indicative of like your warmth and like, just like general mm-hmm. kindness at the time. Um, so like, um, yeah, we just like kind of, we, we kind of knew each other in that way. And like, Mm -hmm. but then like after I left high school, like I kind of learned secondhand that you were like an incredible 
vocalist, an incredible singer, incredible performer. And um, yeah, I would implore anyone who, um, you know, who's listening to the show to give um, her SoundCloud, Andrea Cunningham, a, a bump. Yeah, I like to- listen to some of those covers, <laughs> listen to some of her YouTube videos or um, her Instagram videos. Th- those, um, I, those, some of those I keep like, I'll occasionally like revisit and be like, oh, I need, I need to hear, like, I, and I like, every time I like hear like you sing, I'm like, oh, I need more. And like, I need to like, so like, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm gushing, but like, um, Hey, thank you. Welcome to the show, Andrea. It's so lovely <laughs> to have you on the show, and you've been a pretty good guest as of as of now. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm kidding. Like, um, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about like, um, uh, what made you want to choose Lizzo, and because I love you. I I've been loving Lizzo lately, and I I I heard her originally i forget what the song was but it wasn't one of her mainstream ones i was like okay like i kind of it's kind of a different vibe i've heard her talk about like how she doesn't really conform to one genre which i really like because i feel like i like music from a wide variety of genres so just picking one is kind of hard for me so i like that she kind of dabbles in a little bit of everything and then i heard truth hurts her song in like a commercial for I think it was a trailer for a movie on Netflix and it like blew up from there and it just kind of Yeah, that's where I first heard her too. Yeah. What movie was it? Was it the Gina Rodriguez like movie? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. On Netflix. Jabuki's in that movie. Like I love him. Stop. He's the funniest person on Twitter. He like I saw him uh I saw him perform at state, like uh the state speech competition. And like You're kidding. Yeah, like he won the championship. And like he was like the no winner. No way. And um, I know he's from Chicago. He was. He's so fun. Like I feel like um, his his uh, original comedy was about like a sperm <laughs> that like you know comes <laughs> like it like gets like meets the egg and like uh, I I I was too I think I was like too young to like get it like but, like it's very funny to think about now and um, like he was like he literally was just like wiggling around like a sperm. And, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was really funny. And like, it's also like very indicative of like what he ended up like, you know, he, he's now like, um, he wrote for a season three of Big Mouth, which is coming out later. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, it, it is like, kind of like, yeah, um, you go Jabuki. We, we love you. We hope you come back on we Twitter. We support him here. By the way. <laughs> oh, he yeah, is back he's on Twitter. back on actually. Yeah. I okay. was going to talk about that because I, uh. The cat's tweet. Yeah. <laughs> So good. Uh, he also didn't lose his verification or anything. He was only suspended uh, for like a day. Okay, okay. Okay, well, in that case, uh, we love you, Jabuke. Jabuke, come on. <laughs> I, hate, I hate myself so much. Um, <laughs> um, no, like, yeah. So that he, you heard it from that trailer. Um, you heard mm-hmm. Truth Hurts from that trailer. It's a great song. I love Truth Hurts a lot. Amazing song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you see like the VMA's performance of it? Like, oh my god, so good! I love that she's like a flautist too, and you can—I mean, obviously you can hear it in some of her songs. I think there's like one in the end mm-hmm. where she just goes to town, and I—I I just love her. She's so different from the usual—I don't know—the usual artist. It's a different sound. Okay, okay. So, um, yeah, like, what about you, Ezra? Like, what were your kind of like um, thoughts on 
Lizzo before getting into this record? So um, I had only heard the one song. Uh, well, actually, no. I that, Before doing this episode, I had heard the um, entire album. But uh, I um, heard Truth Hurts first uh, from, um, I think, Something Great is the name of the movie. And, uh, yeah. It was Something Great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I just, I've just seen the Jabuki clip. I love him. So, like, <laughs> and, uh, then, uh, didn't even realize that it was the same artist until, like, a few months later. Um, and, like, I had heard the rest of the album by then, and, um, then, like, heard that song, and it kept bothering me because I never, like, knew, like, where I had heard it from before, and then, uh, like, realized actually when, um, doing the, some research for this episode that, like, that's where it was from. So, um, yeah, that's kind of my background with it. Um, I loved that song and, um, loved the album but obviously we'll get more into that later uh hadn't really heard um any of lizzo's stuff like prior to that um like she's been making music for some years but kind of like like a lot of people i just got into her this year um and yeah so that's all i have to say about that i guess for me it was like it was truth hurts like but i i didn't i didn't hear it first in um on uh what's it called i didn't hear it first on that trailer for that movie i heard truth hurts on um meg megan batoon did a chore did choreography to that song and i something about me that m people might not like actively know is like i love choreo videos i love just like watching those and like it makes me like feel like cool <laughs> or whatever um yeah like um i always i like have the deepest respect for like dancers and like people who, who know how to control their bodies as someone who does, does has none of those traits um or like um but anyways um so i heard i saw from that i thought the and the line that like immediately struck me was like why a man great till they gotta be great which is but such a great lot it it what it did feel like i was being dragged a little bit but in like a way that i liked you know, <laughs> you know it's like a good drag yeah, yeah like um um but like um yeah like it is it, it was like a good it did it felt like it was like re, it just immediately it was like oh this person is funny and clever and and like um confident and cool and like yeah she deserves to be a star so that was like, that mm -hmm. was basically it for me. Um, which is like, it's like a really cool, it's really cool. I, I feel like she is at this point where it is kind of cool to like her, where it is kind of like, it is because it's new and like, it's a little, it's like cool to like her, but it's like, um, so yeah, it's like really cool to be in this time of this artist's like success. I feel like there might be, a, I, I'm sensing there might be like, a backlash like eventually like because that happens with not just not because she's bad or anything but because it happens with like literally every artist so like it is really it but I, i'm trying to like enjoy this time as much as i can <laughs> is that bad if i think 
What do you mean like backlash? I, I feel like every artist, once they get like, once they like. Like some kind of scandal or something? Well, I don't like, um, I don't, I don't think a scan, I don't think a scandal is like, you know, as like grotesque as like, just like, I don't think a scandal is grotesque as like, you know, some, some of the men in like the news or whatever. But like, I think just like how like I feel like it's like a little crazy how like quickly we turn on people and like how people who are like you know we love them one minute and then we like we like hate them like we they are the punching bag of like Twitter like the next and it is like I sometimes it is deserved but it, it is also like it is a lot of like whiplash it's like oh geez I guess we hate them now Ugh. like which is like I don't. I don't. I don't even know why I brought it up. Like, I, but you're definitely like, right. There's definitely like a huge uh, cancel like culture. I feel like with anybody and everybody just is subjected to it. The second that, I like you said, I think some people, you know, if you do something morally wrong, like obviously people have a right not to like you. But it's like some person makes one mistake and it has to define the rest of their life. Yeah, I think it's. I think a lot of it is because um, we like have these platforms like or the, like these places like Twitter um, where everybody uh, gathers and talks about these things and that's not really a platform where people can um, like be nuanced and so in like expressing negative feelings about um, an artist or a public figure it's very easy for that to um, blow up and like to like lose any of the um, positives that still exist about that person. And um, it's uh, like, I don't know, it's very easy to lose that nuance just because uh, there's not enough, like there aren't enough characters. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know. We talked about Lizzo's comment about like, the critics she's like so like pitchfork wrote like a really not a it, it was kind of on some levels it was kind of scathing a like review of her record and um she got really upset and said something like along the lines of like anyone who reviews records and you know doesn't make records like shouldn't and deserve to be homeless which is and like a horrible that is, ridiculous thing i, I just say. feel like that's not a great take at all um because it is it does like kind of close off because first of all music's subjective and everyone has their own opinions and even if it is correct quote unquote like you could still not like it um and just like you know it dismisses criticism as like a real art form um and even if you and this is even just like getting rid of the notion that like her saying they deserve to be homeless like that's way over, over the line um but he just like it dismisses it as an art form and like it also like it is like a form of elitism like well i blah blah blah, blah, blah so you know you can you can't criticize me and it's just like a little it was a little like disappointing to like kind of read about that well i mean um, there are people out there also who do things like we do and um like we don't have access to like 
go into somebody's studio and like see their world. I mean, I have made music and stuff and like I do have some experience with that. So like, that's a little bit different. But like, I wouldn't say that like, either of us because of our like limited experience um, should be disqualified from uh like criticizing music as well like that's a little at that point then um I don't know that's uh then kind of getting into almost a classist thing like only people who have the access that like big critics have should be able to review it and like that's not okay either Sometimes, like, reviewers can come from, like, this ivory tower, like, I am better than you, and that's not cool. And I also feel for her that, you know, she's a new, she's kind of new to this superstar thing, in a sense, of, like, this worldwide, like, acclaim. And, um, you know, it's very relatable to, like, focus on, like, that one mean thing someone says, instead of, like, all the people who love you, all the people who, like, like the thing you're doing. Um, just like this one person who's like, I didn't like this. You're actually doing it all wrong. And you like kind of fixate on that. Um, it's very human. It's very, so like, I think she is deserving of a lot of grace in that regard too. But I, I didn't like that tweet. So yeah. Um, so, so let's get into the record after this break. Dot, 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 dot. And we're back here to talk about Cause I love you. Cause I love you by Lizzo. This is me doing Woody Allen. Also, <laughs> someone who's canceled. I'm sorry. Okay, so like, let's <laughs> let's get into um, the titular song. Cause I love you. Um, you love saying that word too much. <laughs> titular. Titular. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's get into it. Uh, what do you guys think of this song? So I'm just going to start by saying um, opening a song with only vocals is bold, but opening an album with only vocals is fucking legendary. Mm-hmm. I was reading actually earlier today about it. It's like up on her iTunes. I was just like looking through the page that her album's on and it, she was talking about how she likes like starting her albums with like a big orchestral song that's like. Look at me, I'm Lizzo. I'm walking into the room, which I, yes. which I think is really cool. Just like announcing herself, and I agree. Like starting a whole album with just your vocals is badass. It it is. Yeah, I, I think that like it does that job really well of like kind of saying like, like she's kicking open a door and saying, "Here I am." Definitely, just like relating it to the rest of the album too. I feel like it sums up like most of the message for the rest of the song, like. She sings about how much she loves maybe another person, but like mostly herself and letting out all these kind of emotions. Like I'm crying because I love you is such a big, you know, like crying doesn't have to be a bad thing. It can be a release. It can be something that's healthy. And when you realize something about yourself or somebody else that you love, you know? Well, yeah. And apparently she is, um, this song is about uh, somebody like the, person like the relationship that she's talking about i guess Mm -hmm. uh is um with somebody who uh would say please stop crying whenever she would cry in front of him and really like yeah so she like repeats that theme throughout this album of like uh crying 
being like okay and empowering and stuff and i think that that's great so, yeah like uh the story behind i i read that the story behind it was kind of more about like she was like um i know like this also is kind of apt for um what's it called um cry baby but like, i thought the story mm -hmm. was more about like um you know i was sitting in a car of a guy and uh i was driving or we were driving around and I told him to pull over and like I started crying and then I basically we just like you know um because like not because she was sad but because she like loved him so much and was like so overcome with emotions and like she sat there like crying and telling him everything Yeah, I think she, that like, was felt. the case for Crybaby. Yeah, but like I feel like um so I read that this was that was a story for Crybaby, but like I feel like it's that story's more apt for this, this song because Crybaby's more about like how um, she's like very she's like you know she has a lot of emotions and stuff, but um, she seems to be crying more out of frustration in Crybaby, where this is more of a catharsis and like her you know her love being requited in a sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, this feels like more of a release than the other one. Yeah. I don't know. Um, any other any other stray observations on Because uh, I Love You? I I think, like, vocally, like kind of like you said, it's a lot of it is in the vocals, and it's very emotional. And I mean this in the best way. Like, vocally, it's all over the place. It's all over the map. Like you said, like, you can hear some strain. You can hear some just differentiation in the placement of where she's singing that kind of stuff and it makes it it makes it really interesting and feel really personal as opposed to a lot of songs right now that are on the radio that to me sound really overproduced and you know you can tell when it's the same recording just over and over again you know what I mean like you record the chorus once you just use the same thing yeah versus having like maybe one or two takes the whole way through and actually doing it authentically instead of piecing it together based on repetitive sounds. Uh, one more thing is like, um, uh, she like see, I feel like, um, the rapping is like, a, it feels like a natural extension of like her singing. It feels like a natural extension of her personality. It isn't like, there's no like whiplash. She's like, Ugh! like she's not like she, it, it is like, um, very, she seamlessly kind of blends those influence of like influences of like hip hop and like you know um, soul and like pop mm -hmm. in like a really seamless way. Like like you were talking about, it does like kind of defy genre in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would, I would I would yeah, it's great. Um, the next song it like a girl. I I really I <laughs> I usually honestly I hate like really like upbeat poppy positive songs like roar by Katy perry or mm. uh, brave by sarah Bareilles. like i just oh, i like that song something about i i don't know like vocally they're impressive obviously but just the message behind them i think like maybe to me i'm just turned off by super positive songs because i connect more with sad songs i like writing sad songs and singing sad songs like i feel like that's where a lot of personal music comes from and more positive ones to me sound more like surface level a lot of the time, which I, I don't know why. It's just maybe the way I listen to it. 
but this felt like a like a socially positive upbeat song that it's actually really clever and it's it, it pulls it off in a better way than like you're gonna hear me roar like okay cool or <laughs> you gotta be brave like okay but this is that this is, is cool. more you know, you know it is cool <laughs> but this is more like a- attached to like a specific issue and portraying a specific positive empowering feeling for women or really anybody that wants to feel oh, like a yeah. girl in any way. I like that. It's it's very inclusive. It, it is a it does like bolster your energy and like your confidence in a lot of ways in a great mm-hmm. way. Yeah. I really like the thing at the end. Like I um think a lot of times they seem very uh like I don't know um like things at the beginning or ends of songs that seem like they're quote unquote unintentional and stuff like seem very overproduced but like i uh think that this one is really cute <laughs> like it, it it is also the same thing of what you were saying andrea about you know brave or roar um where you know let, let's like let's be honest like these the sentiment is a cliche of like just like girl power blah 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 but like it is a cliche but it is also like the way i think the fact that like lizzo is truly and honestly like wrestling with this stuff and like Mm -hmm. believes this stuff and lives this stuff makes these this work and makes and also makes some of the weird phrasing and like kind of the corny lines work too uh, where otherwise yeah. I would be less forgiving of them. Um, yeah. Let's get into Juice. Um, I like um, it. This song is very punchline rap, um, but I think it works because it's not trying too hard to be revolutionary or clever all the time. Um, you can't yeah. say punchline rap without me thinking of camp and shuddering a little. Yeah, like truly, like that, like. Well, and some of his punchlines had like, uh, like they were at people's expense and yeah. stuff, which like I'm really glad that Lizzo doesn't do that. And like, something that I love about her music is that it's music that like everybody can enjoy. Yeah, and it doesn't really, um, like because she is queer she's fat she's black and like so she is writing for that audience and so it doesn't really feel i don't know like a lot of music out there is uh like even when it tries to be inclusive it's a little alienating and Mm. she just effortlessly is inclusive and that's great there's that line she says like if I'm shining, everybody gonna shine. And that is, it's a, that's a truly, like, lovely sentiment of, like, the idea of you loving yourself so much that it, like, overflows into support for other people. And, like, you uplifting people around you as well is a really lovely... Like, um, a little fun fact about this song is that the background vocals, like, now you know, like, all those, like, yeah, I'm goals, mm-hmm. like, all those are, like, her close friends singing singing Aww. those yeah like they it, yeah, it's like really, really cute sweet. <laughs> yeah it is like yeah. so cute like it's like lovely like um i don't know like i think um i just uh, love how she owns her bigness and use it uses it as an attribute instead of like a negative like no i'm not a snack at all look baby i'm the whole damn meal oh my like, god that fucking line is like one of my favorite lines <laughs> so good 
Um, she she like kind of uses that same sentiment in tempo like later on. I love that song, but I I just she just like owns everything like about her. You know, instead of trying to I don't. I respect people that don't shy away from like their imperfections, obvious, like for obvious reasons, especially in music, it's easy to be really surface level lyrically, but I feel like in a lot of her stuff, she just kind of goes for it and calls out the elephant in the room kind of thing. Yeah, that's lovely. Uh, Ezra, you were talking about like how like, um, you know, she doesn't really talk like, um, you know, do any lines at the expense of someone. But I feel like this song is at the expense of ragu, the, the pasta sauce. <laughs> <laughs> any other thoughts she, on juice? She's being supported by Big Prego. Like... <laughs> like, what, if those, what if that's why we cancel her? It's like, uh, <laughs> she's supported by Big Prego. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone, any, uh, okay, let's get into Soulmate. I love this song, but why does everyone fucking hate Geminis? <laughs> Just speaking as a Gemini, I don't appreciate this hate. <laughs> <laughs> is it is the thing? I honestly, oh, wait, I do I not take follow horoscopes. Back on the last song, she does speak at the expense of Gemini's. <laughs> <laughs> Gemini's, pregos, none of you are safe. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, is, is the thing about Gemini's is that it's like two faced? I honestly, I don't keep up with horoscope stuff. Yeah. I think that's what people say about Gemini's. Yeah. 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 Mm. What What's her line? Like, oh. You, used you're to, like a... Used to be in love with a Gemini. Yeah, the old me used to love a Gemini. Yes, like a threesome yes. fucking him with them every night. A lot of two-faced <laughs> people show me both sides, so I figured out I gotta be my own type. Yeah. So good. I do wish there was like a little more in-between of like how she got to this point where she could feel good about herself. Um, like she had an interview where she was like, um, uh, uh, talking about like her kind of road to like self acceptance and like how at one point she, you know, she fell off like a, you know, she hurt herself on like a cliff and got her skin like kind of messed up. Like, and then someone was like, oh, no, what happened to your skin? And then that's what, like, kind of, like, led her to, like, appreciate her skin and love her skin. And, like, yeah, like, I need to protect this. I need to take care of this. Um, and I love my skin. I, I kind of wish there was, like, a little more of that in this record. It is very much, like, these are all just, like, anthems. Of, like, here I am. I'm done. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I. That's kind of something that I was feeling a lot, too. Like, uh, one of the notes that I had for lingerie later is... Uh, just that, like, I wish that there was, like, more that felt like that song. Like, that song is good, but it feels so out of place because everything is so, like, uh, upbeat on this. Yeah. Yeah. That was a note I had for, I think it was, oh, I think it was Jerome. But, like, I feel like she's such... She calls herself like Bop Star, which I love. And she's so good at making these upbeat bops, but you don't hear a lot of vocals that are really delicate and really, you know, gentle. And because even in like Jerome and Lingerie, Lingerie kind of stands out and it's like an interesting way to end an album. But it's like you, even when in those intimate moments, it's still kind of an abrasive in the best way, not, not a bad abrasive, but it's still kind of a louder, it's a statement rather than. It doesn't feel as 
vulnerable and as delicate of a vocal. Does that make sense? Well, she does talk a little bit in that same interview about like how she does use her, like a, the way, you know, her personality being so big can mm-hmm. be a barrier to vulnerability of like people yeah. are intimidated by her. People are like, you know, kind of assume that she's like too much or whatever, where she is very sensitive. Like she does like, I'm sensitive. I, you know, I like, mm-hmm. I'm like loving and sensitive and caring and these things. Yeah. Um, you can definitely tell that like by like lyrically, like in Cause I Love You or Cryberry, Cryberry, cry wow, Crybaby Jerome. Like she definitely has a sensitive side and connects to that. It just doesn't come through vocally as much in my opinion, which isn't a good or bad thing. It's just something I noticed. I do feel like this song, like I will kind of countering my previous point though. I do feel the, these songs are meant to also be affirmation, like affirmation mm-hmm. for herself as well. Like yeah. I think, I think there's no way like, uh, you know, there, there's no, I don't, I don't think it's like realistic to like, kind of view her as like oh she is like done you know she has like reached this self-love that is sustainable and like will always be there at all times um Mm -hmm. so i feel like on some level these songs are aspirational for herself so that she can so so she can like believe these things about herself like saying these things out loud makes them more likely to happen in a sense yeah yeah i don't know uh, yeah, I, I want to quickly kind really of get into this one songs, obviously too, so. line. Works for her. About, you know, um, and I, 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 I could totally be off base about this and wrong. Um, and yeah, on Twitter and, you know, on here, I would love like to talk about this stuff. But like, um, there's a line. So she never tells me to exercise. We always get extra fries. Uh, and you know, the sex is fine. Like that line. Um, before I get too deep into it, I just want to, like, say, like, I unequivocally believe that, like, no matter what you wear, what you look like, you are deserving of love and you um, are no less capable of being, like, a beautiful, wonderful human being. Um, and there are, like, diet cultures, like, pretty nefarious and, like, awful. And um, I think I agree with Lizzo on, like, you should reject these unrealistic standards, but I, like I talked about this a little bit on my touch on the Todrick episode we did. I feel like the way she talks about self acceptance, like sometimes can be like a barrier to self-improvement to like view it as like, well, if you love, if you love me, you can't tell me anything. You can't tell me any of these. And I know like people are like, obviously like cross the line and like you know just see like you know a bigger person go like yeah yeah you should lose weight or like and are like pretty awful but like i just feel that sometimes it can be like that attitude of like you know just like um you can't i i'm not going to change at all like she talks about this a lot in her record of like, you know, you, no one can change me. No one can blah, blah, blah. I am this. But I feel like that can be that for for my personal experience, that has been a barrier for for me of like just self-acceptance being 
a barrier to self-improvement of like, well, I'm this and uh, like, it's just like, I like me at my most depressed. I was like, really like pretty, like I was like obese and I was like, but I was just kind of like being like, no, I'm just this, you know, this is the way I am. But that's not, that's not self-acceptance though. Like that's saying like, oh, well I'm this and like being, I don't know, you're talking about like that being at your most depressed and stuff and like that's not, that wasn't like a high point of your life. And I just think like everybody has their different um, journey that they go on and I hate the term like journey for things. I think it's like really cliche, but uh, like the reality of it is that like we aren't seeing all of like Lizzo's life yes, and we aren't seeing the other side of this. Like the, that line seems very much to me like somebody like she's been told in relationships that she needs Uh, to exercise more. And like she has uh, been like, denied like food in relationships and stuff and like told like not loved the same way that they would love somebody who's thinner and like that like i i I agree with that like yeah so that line those lines seem more like a response to that to me like they don't seem uh like a barrier as much because like the reality is her own journey of like again journey of uh it's just a small town girl (laughs) and self-improvement and all of that like uh we aren't getting an inside look on that right like we're seeing these like bops and everything and like (laughs) they are (laughs) they're great songs but uh we're not seeing the more like vulnerable parts where she is struggling or where she is trying to improve herself we're seeing the self-love messages and i think that there are so few of those out in the world for people who look like her absolutely that um it's important that she is putting that message out there yeah i think i think that's a good way of looking i think that uh, the the idea of like oh like um we're not seeing the whole thing is incredibly important. Yeah, I, I actually really, I like that a lot. Um, yeah, and like, you know, I, I, that's like, I just wanted to like preface, you know, my thoughts on this with, you know, my personal experience. Because like, that is something like people don't see about me is like, I, you know, my family has like high blood blood pressure problems. And like, I it, it was just like, I was just like very, I was just like, um, and I was eating like garbage and like this really awful stuff. And like, I wasn't like, and I was just like, kind of just, I just want to, I just want to like, I just wanted to like, kind of like also note that it's important to like, cause Lizzo says this too in her, in, in an interview where it's like, you know, if you listen to your body, if you like give your body good things, it'll like treat you well as well, where it's going to like, I, I, I do believe at the same time, it, it is also like loving yourself is also taking care of yourself too. And not just like, yeah, absolutely. Listening to I like, think every that urge. That, yeah. 
I think that that's really important. And I think that that is 100% a better way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's not a way to like, uh, sorry, sorry, Andrea, by the way, (laughs) like going on this. No, don't be sorry. Um, But like, it it is like, again, like we're not going to, this is an innocuous line and it is inspiring. And obviously, of course you should get the extra fries sometimes. Like, of course, like you shouldn't be, you shouldn't deprive yourself of joy or the things that make you happy or the things, you know, you know, those things in your life, or you shouldn't be like shamed into exercising and any of that stuff. I just wanted to like, um, uh, kind of just like talk about my own experience a little bit too. Um, any, and yeah, but like, because they are just like, they are bops and like, they are like pop songs in a lot of ways. Like it isn't, it can't get into that nuance right away at least, which is like, I would love if she could get, get into that a little more in like a future record. Um, but I don't know, uh, for what it's trying to do, it does really, really well. So, yeah. Okay. Let's talk about Jerome and cry baby and then kind of get into our break. Okay. Uh, Jerome. I, I feel like it's, it's so repetitive with just saying Jerome, <laughs> but, and it, it's not a bad thing. <laughs> it's just, I, I wish we knew who Jerome was, you know, where's Jerome now? What is he doing? <laughs> he's, he's out there somewhere, you know, having regrets, obviously. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know if is... he has introspection for regret. <laughs> like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So like the, I think the thing um, that this song does pretty well, even though, Generally, like as a general note, I feel as though breakup songs can't have the danger of being very irresponsible because they involve real people and like they involve like, you know, Mm -hmm. and you're telling one side of a story. Um, They can be irresponsible. They're not. I'm not saying they're all are. Um, But like um, the I like the addition to like the typical breakup song where she's like, I never said I was perfect. Or you deserve, a, you don't deserve a good person to carry your baggage. So, like, that clarification is, like, a really nice antidote to, like, again, how irresponsible some breakup songs are. And just, like, putting it all on the table of just, like, this is all the stuff you did. This is how you made me feel. All of it. And just, like, mm-hmm. th- that, like, caveat is really nice, I think. So. Yeah. At the same time, she's, like, setting up boundaries of, like, but but also I'm breaking up with you. Like, but also this is... Yeah. <laughs> but by the way... I think she does a good job of, like, balancing that with, like, I, I don't know. She does... She sets boundaries very gracefully. Like, with grace that, like, she doesn't owe this guy. Um, like, obviously, again, we're not seeing the inside of it. But, uh, like, I don't, when, like, when setting boundaries and, like, when uh, breaking up with someone, like, you don't owe someone, like, that kind of grace. And you don't owe someone, like, the, I never said I was perfect and all of that stuff. And, like, I'm sure you'll find a girl who can handle that. Like, you don't have to do that. But she did, and that's nice. Yeah. She's been meaning to say that, and she did. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah, uh, real quick, I also um, like, um, you know, how she's like, um, t- 
talking about like being a big, bigger black woman who is, you know, a sexual being and a, like also like a very sexy person. Like I'm very clinical about this. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, but like, um, yeah, like uh, she just talks about how um, I'm not creating a fantasy. If it's shocking, it's because these stories aren't told and because pe- bigger, big women aren't even involved in their own stories. So, like, the fact that this narrative even exists is very meaningful and, like, very, again, like, an incredible thing. I think, I think, um, as even if there are a few songs or a few moments where I'm like, I don't connect with this or I don't feel the same way, like, the fact that this is out there is, I cannot, like, I am all for it, 100%. Like, so, uh, Crybaby. Um, we talked about this a little bit about how, like, you know, um, you know, how the, I, the, you know, the story behind the song about, like, how she was, like, they pulled over and she started crying and opening up. But, like, um, in the song here, she, like, um, kind of talks more about, like, how she's crying, she's, like, crying and, like, out of frustration of, like, you know, you're not listening to me, you're not, like, paying attention to me, you're not, like, giving me my, you know, you're not being a good partner. And like those walls kind of coming up, but like the story she depicts that, the story she depicts here, she kind of like takes like, she kind of picks and chooses and embellishes the story for like the narrative purpose of the song. Um, Cause like, it, it isn't like chronological of like, you know, she's taking the element of like her in the car, you know, pulling over and crying. But the reason she was crying in that song was out of like opening up. But in this song, she's, but she uses the narrative device of like pulling over in this song to describe her current feeling of frustration. So I, th- I just thought that was a little interesting. Um, you know, I've done that with like stories I've written of like taking an element from, you know, this part of my life and like combining it with this part of my life and like making it like a more cohesive like narrative. Um, I think like musically, this song is really interesting too. Like it, I, the first thing I hear when it first comes in with the, you know, it's, it's just Prince. It sounds like a Prince record and it, especially I forget which line it is, but it's kind of the da 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 da. It's just it sounds like, with all the stacked kind of echoed vocals, it sounds like a Prince record. I think she does a great job of like mixing the retro, like kind of like what Casey Musgraves was trying to do with, um, and do, does like kind of like what Casey Musgraves did with her record, with like mixing the retro with something very modern, like Aretha Franklin like would rap, like she went like rap on her records um that'd be cool but like she didn't um so like it makes it like her taking these like you know retro influences like prince and like um Mm -hmm. you know aretha franklin and like combining it with her current sensibilities and like it a lot of these messages are very 2019 of last year (laughs) um the like um yeah i think it's great i love this song I know she, I was reading before too, she has worked with Prince in the past and 
really found her own performing in Minneapolis in I think it's the venue's First Avenue, which is like one of the biggest venues in Minneapolis where and that's kind of where Prince had his big performance start. So it, you can definitely tell like the same space, the same like funk kind of sound that she incorporates into it. Kind of a good swing to it. Okay. Well, speak, well speaking of swings, let's take a swing into our break. Wee. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I really took a swing with that one. Like, I really... That's the best, like, transition to a break that you've done. Oh, hey, guys, it's me, Taylor Swift. That's right, the very famous Taylor Swift, the country music artist and the pop star and uh, the best friends of Selena Gomez. It's me, Taylor Swift. I'm just here to talk about a new web series called I Hate You Too. That's the thing I say to Kanye West every single night when I call him on my phone, on my snake phone. Um, so me, Taylor Swift, I just want to promote this new web series called I Hate You Too, a comedy web series about two trashy millennial roommates dishing out the love and the hate. <laughs> Kevin and Allie may think they have golden futures ahead of them in Chicago, but only if they can manage their psycho mid-twenties. Whoa! That's right. My whole career from red to reputation to lover, that's been, that was my psycho mid-twenties. Boys only want love if it's torture. Remember from my song? So, this show stars Mindy Shore, Marlene Slaughter, Jordan Gleaves, Madison Freeland, and more. More than that? Is my buddy, is my arch nemesis Scooter Braun gonna show up? I hope not, that guy stinks. He's a bucket of turds, that guy. Scooter Braun, more like Sco- Scooter Yawn. <laughs> That's the meanest thing I could ever say to that person. Uh, so, you could watch season one streaming on YouTube or Instagram, and all six episodes are available online for your viewing pleasure. So, here's the thing. It's ridiculous. It's current. And it's fun. What more can you ask of it? Add it as an endorsement from me, Taylor Swift. So, why don't you just shake it off and become a lover of this show? I'm Taylor Swift, and I'm Taylor Swift. And we're back. Here to talk about I've been meaning. Cause I love you. Cause I love, love you. Love you by Lizzo. <laughs> um, the next song is Tempo. Been waiting for this one. <laughs> I I love songs with um. I love songs with uh, what's it called? I love songs when like you know a newer artist gets to work with their idol. Like that's always like I feel like it brings the best out of everybody. Of like oh I'm trying to like impress. You know this person, my idol, but the old, the more established artist is like, oh, you know, I'm trying to like pass the baton on. I'm trying to like hold my own, or this is a this is a cool platform to like you know, get a new audience or whatever. Um, I think it's like again, I just love those songs a lot. Yeah, I I like <laughs> it. It kind of in the order of the album, it goes from. 
obviously crybaby which like i said kind of had a big prince element in the very beginning of tempo kind of has the same sound and then it switches right over to like a club vibe like with the kind of lower i don't know i don't know how to describe that sound but just more poppy club yeah, like a trap influence. you know than the yeah, yeah yeah for sure and it's a good like transition switch over into a different you know different mood that she might have i i love i think this track list is perfect like each song transitions mm-hmm. into the next so perfectly and the record is only like 33 minutes and like each song is like less than four minutes long and it's just like it's just like just a concise just a concisely like crafted bunch of bops <laughs> You know, bunch of bops, bunch of bunch of bops, honey bunches of bops. Uh, yeah, so I was to say that's my favorite cereal. Yeah, with almonds. Um, well, yeah, it's like at the end of the song, they the way that they transition that is really like it's so seamless. It's like the best transition on this album. Let's get into uh, let's get into exactly how I feel. Uh, I love Gucci Mane on this. I never, I never expected to like say that, say that. Like, I never was like a, never, nothing of his really stood out to me. But I, I love him on this song. He's like fun and like just like he rides the beat well and he matches Lizzo's energy well. Um, mm-hmm. I like the line. The line that's really fun is like, um, you know, um, what's it called? Uh, I got a feeling that tonight's gonna be a good night. Like Ferg and them said. Like that's a lot. That's a lot of fun. He doesn't like. Um, cause it's, that's like a black eyed peas joke. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah we, we got it. I just want to, I just want to explain it. I, I feel good. It makes me feel good about myself. I explain these things. I, I, I love the way, I love the way it ends. Cause it just like builds up to a big scream. I love the tea. I like the little tea kettle, like the, the highlights when mm-hmm. she like builds up in the pre-chorus. Um, <laughs> I also love the line. I look pretty crying. That's great. I, I think that's that's really cool. It's definitely a big a big theme across her kind of like we touched on earlier, like being able to cry as a release, and it's not like such a bad thing. It's it can be viewed as a beautiful thing, and like just kind of <laughs> like knowing exactly how you feel and feeling any way. Like it's if you're sad, that's not necessarily like a bad thing all the time. You don't have to beat yourself up about feeling a certain way. You just kind of go through your emotions and acknowledge them and you know no emotion or feeling is permanent so just kind of going through accepting feeling how you're feeling and that's exactly how you feel yeah there's there really isn't a lot to say about the the messaging behind some of these songs um they're just like they're great (laughs) you know I feel like if a, if an album's good, there's not as much to talk about. And there's such like relatable universal messages that it's like, yeah, we got it. You know what I mean? Like there's not a, a ton to dissect or really debate. I guess it's kind of a lot of common experiences that most people, you know, go through in their lives and just don't have the words or, you know, kind of like we talked about the money, the privilege to go into a studio and record an album about it. All right. Um, better in color. Um, it's a bop. It's a bop. Next song. <laughs> Certified well, bop. Is this like a pan anthem? Like it feels that way a little bit. Like I don't want to like you know, 
I feel like I'm not I mean, I don't speak for all pans out there, but I would be willing to call it that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's like her, she's like a horny person who like, who's willing to to try with almost anybody. Like, it's like, I don't know. Like, she's, the way she's like, and you, and you, and you. It's like, she's like about to. The only way it could be better is if she said big dyke energy. What she? Oh, she said big dick energy. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Like, um, but it is also just like, um, you know, she's got, she's basically talking about like got getting the whole world for the picking and not like limiting the love she feels in this box. Um, it's very, I, I, I well, see. Yeah. Yeah. And about um, like something that she said like, when talking about her own, like, experience of gender and sexuality is, like, that she doesn't like to put it in a box. She doesn't like to uh, label it, necessarily. She doesn't, like, think that it really fits perfectly in one label. And, like, I definitely relate. So, cool with that. (laughs) And, like, we were talking about this a little earlier about, like, you know... Sometimes she does like kind of traffic in a lot of cliches, but like, you know, we, so many artists have done like, you know, things were black and white. Now they're in color. Oh! Like, just like. Tadra call. Yeah. Or just like, of like, and people thinking that like, that's like the most revolutionary, like, ooh, I'm a writer. Ooh. ooh. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like, like, ooh, imagery. I've, I've seen Pleasantville. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love that movie. <laughs> oh boy, let's get <laughs> let's get a bunch of white people to like act as a metaphor for the civil rights movement. Um, <laughs> I liked that movie when I saw it too, but now when, when I think about it, that's kind of what it does. I, honestly, I don't think I've seen that since I was like in middle school, actually. So don't <laughs> take my word on that. <laughs> okay, here we go. Um, heaven help me. I I love this song. I love songs that like change kind of a vibe like at the end of the song when it goes from the kind of more in your face poppy to a slower the sad I guess part of the song towards the end it reminds me of another good song that does a really good job at this is the song somebody told me by Charlie Puth where it starts that song starts out kind of chill and slow and then really comes in with a good beat and kind of just changes up the vibe and is more unexpected than the traditional you know following the same formula kind of song which I think this song does a really great job at. Yeah, I've never heard that song, so I'm just imagining um, Somebody Told Me by The Killers in my head. Instead. Also a great song. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a song. Yeah. To, that does. <laughs> it's, on my head. it's like when in Brit, like um, Britta and Community, I'm like, do we all have to say anything? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I love Britta so much. Okay. Um, uh, uh, uh. She uses the, she uses the term "digmatized," which ugh, I don't know <laughs> about that. Uh, she does. Yes. I don't know how she, I missed that. In the breakdown, <laughs> in like the part where she's like being soulful, like it kind of undercuts the whole thing. Like she's like, uh, uh, um, uh, I just like this is like the. This is the climax. Oh, yeah, she does in the first pre-chorus. Yeah. She, like, Oof. and she slows. It sounds good when she's singing it, but when you read it, it's like, that. oh, that's nonsense. 
It's like, <laughs> oh, that's nothing. <laughs> like, um, I, this is like the apex of the record. This is like the most energetic, like the most like, um, kind of like, I don't, it, the, the album is very cohesive, but it doesn't really come to like a conclusion other than like what she's already kind of known all along, you know, which is, I don't think it's a bad, I keep, I feel like you, you, you kind of, um, Ezra noted that like, I, um, like things to be like kind of tied up in a nice little bow all the time, but I don't think that's, I don't think that's always the case. Like, I just like, and I, I just feel like it is a little different than like what I like usually like expect of the, just like, Oh, like when I listen to an album, I'm I'm usually expecting, oh, this person's gonna go through a journey of like, you know, <laughs> I journey. Uh, like I was here, now I'm here. But like this is <laughs> this is all just like these are all mostly like, like I said, statements. It's like, a collection of song, like of statement songs, but it is like, the best collection of statements. I think songs. so. I think it, so. Yeah, they are actually really cohesive together, and yes. they have good transitions and like. One thing that I've said many times on this show is how much I love, like, albums that, um, like, where sound-wise they really go together, even if they aren't necessarily together um, in content. And uh, that's one thing that this album does really well. But uh, I do Mm -hmm. agree that it gets a little tired by this point. I do really like this song on its own, and, like, there's not a song that I don't like on this album. But I think it's hard to enjoy as much because of, like, it having the same um, tone, message, and style as, like, a lot of what came before it. And I think mm-hmm. that it changing up the style, like, during, like, the outro and stuff definitely helps oh, um, yeah. me enjoy her, it a lot more. That's her, like, flute solo at the end. Um, yeah. Which lovely. It's, like, a moment of, like, tranquility and, like, like the calm after the storm. Like after like the chaotic swirl of this song um the it's it's a lot of fun i like this one um any any other thoughts andrea on this one um i was kind of just thinking like kind of like what you were saying ezra i'd like want to switch like heaven help me and lingerie just in the order maybe just because i feel like better in color and heaven help me are very like you know yeah a little bit a little similar to put next to each other they do like flow into one into the next really well but i feel like lingerie is kind of that you know a little a little softer side that it's it's a definitely an interesting choice to end with it i guess it's just if if it were me i'd probably switch those two to kind of end on that the heaven help me is more of a familiar sound of what she does you know to end on that kind of note would be i guess that would be more expected i strongly disagree with like Really? Yeah, I love I lingerie. I disagree as a with like Well, I yeah. don't think that it makes a great closer personally, but I don't think that it would go anywhere else on the album. Um with this collection yeah. of songs that she has, I don't think that like you could move it to any other spot and have it make sense. Yeah, um, yeah I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. I I I feel like the reason it works as a closer is because this is the most intimate song in a different way in that like she's talking about mm-hmm. like being sexy and like 
like she literally says I'm exposed and like she says she doesn't like you know usually write sexy songs um so like to like go in this direction for like kind of like shows a new like so like all the previous 10 songs it feels like it's kind of leading up to lingerie as the closer because it's like these are these statements you know these are these anthems these are these empowering things that can lead me to lingerie of like being even more vulnerable mm -hmm. being even more exposed in a sense of like doing something she usually wouldn't do or like you know mm -hmm. i like that yeah i think it's a lovely coda to the record and like she talks about like how she wanted the song to um she wanted this song to like want you leaving more and it does like I listened to this song, I listened yeah. to this record twice today because it's like so short and like just on my commute there and back, like it was like a really easy listen. Like, and like, like once lingerie ends, just like, come my way. Just like, yeah, it's like, it's great. I think it's great. Yeah, yeah. I think that if that is what she was going for, is like leaving you wanting more than like, it definitely does achieve that. Um, yeah. That's just like, not what I typically think of as like when I think of a closer song. So yeah, like that's why it didn't really. When I first heard her, you know, I had heard that she was a rapper, you know, like, and the more I got to know her music, she's definitely like a strong singer too. And I know like it, it takes a strong singer to pull off like a more delicate vocal really well. And I'd love to hear that from her. Like you said, like it definitely leaves you wanting more of that different side of her because we know obviously through the rest of these songs that she can belt out you know whatever she wants and get that emotion you know in the high parts and this kind of leaves you wanting more of you know the the kind of the opposite end of the spectrum that I'm sure she's more than capable of uh one more note um she says at the end of verse one um you know what you're doing don't you um which is something a girl has never said to me and never will. Okay, let's get into our final ratings. <laughs> <laughs> or any any or any listener of the show. Like no one's gonna like comment like, you know what you're doing. Like, okay. Okay, let's get into our <laughs> let's get into our final thoughts on the record. I uh, yeah. So I thoroughly enjoyed this album. Um, I uh, think that, like I said, it's um, it's a collection of songs um, more than it's uh, like the typical like rise and fall of an album. But I think that this is a rare case where it works really well. And um, it like, they still flow together. And uh, I don't know, I just I really enjoy it. And yeah, so this time I think I'm going to rate this uh, nine out of 10 extra fries. I like you, Ezra, I love this album. It's it's such a fun ride and it's definitely like Songs of the Summer. I know it came out in 2017, but it's definitely like a 2019 Songs of the Summer kind of thing for me. Um, and it just kind of like what you were talking about earlier, Andrew, it's a good reminder to yourself maybe you don't you're not at your peak like self-love all the time obviously but it's kind of a reminder to be like hey like I need to take care of myself I'm you, you know that kind of 
thing that sometimes it's just you just need to be reminded every once in a while. Um, and I I love she can definitely churn out some bops as we've <laughs> decided. But I'll I'd have to I I just love more delicate songs and more you know stripped back because the the fun big produced songs are really interesting and fun. But I love the more intimate kind of gory details type songs as well. So I'd love to hear more of that from her um, in the future. You know, I think she could really pull it off really well because she seems very emotionally relevant and capable. Um, so I'd have to say nine accessories out of ten. Um, I'm going <laughs> to give it nine 2 a.m. texts with smileys and hearts that won't let you have my juicy parts. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, come on, let me try that again. Nine 2 a.m. photos with smileys and hearts that are not the way to my juicy parts. Um, yeah, I think it's, like, um, pretty undeniable how, like, how much of a superstar Lizzo is. And, you know, we, we like, uh, like, the, I feel like a lot of this episode I've been, like, kind of dunking on her a little bit on some regards, but... Mm-hmm. Ultimately, what's important is that the music is great and the music is constructive and like is edifying and helpful to so many people and to like people like me and like to like, you know, any almost anyone who, you know, just wants to feel good and just wants to have fun. And like, I think like you, like Ezra says, this is a collection of songs, but considering what this record is trying to do, it succeeds on like pretty much all its fronts so and i had a great time listening i think this is this might be one of my favorite records of the year um just by like you know just by consistency sake just by like you know what it sets out to do and like it completing it like to a t so yeah nine two a.m photos with smileys and hearts that will not lead to my juicy parts (laughs) Um, let's go into our I've been mean to listen to that. And I did. Playlist. <laughs> okay. Um, let's, uh, who would like to go first? I can go first. So. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Um. Oh. Uh. <laughs> So my play- pick of the week <laughs> is uh, Bury a Friend by Billie Eilish. Click. Billie. Yeah, it's, it's like, okay, so like, if this is like, you know, I feel like this is the on the opposite end of the spectrum where this is like positivity and like feeling good about yourself. This this record is like just like being despondent and like self-loathing and like just like angst and like melancholy and depression. And I feel like this record and this song in particular I don't even quite understand what she's saying completely, but like just the feeling of it, just like it, it does, like, how, like, you know, it kind of reminds me of, like, you know, the negative thoughts kind of just, like, echoing in your head. 
but like the way she like kind of executes it it's like one of the most like beautiful pieces of music of this year so and also the music video is freaky <laughs> and like cool um oh yeah and andrea does a cover of it that was the other reason i picked it oh um, i did she does a cover of it on her what was the what was the one that i did it was it's barry friend no i think it was um hold me close when the party's over that's what i did oh sorry my bad that's the actually the song i wanted to put on there like not um very friend it also slaps (laughs) no okay i'll put both click that's the other one oh it's great oh we're loving it so much oh we're listening to her right now oh this is a song i like too wow okay (laughs) okay (laughs) Who would like to go next? So I can go next. Um, I also have two choices this week, but uh, one of mine isn't on Spotify, so it can't actually go on our playlist. And the reason that I have two choices is because uh, I, so um, I was like listening to this album and uh, thinking that like Lizzo is like a really good artist that like deserves to be on our playlist. But then, uh, and so, like, Truth Hurts is my first pick. Click. Click. Why a man great till they gotta be great. I'm a sing back and single. Or whatever. But then Sorry. I was doing some reading about that song um, because I uh, really like it. And I was done researching the album and Killing Time. And uh, I saw that, um, I guess, that song was, uh, like, there was a line in that song that was taken from a tweet and uh, not credited, which is Mm -hmm. really sad. Um, And uh, I, like wanted to um do you remember what line it was this uh twitter user um posted this tweet tweeted um i did a dna test and found out i'm 100 percent that bitch uh like seven months before this album came out and um lizzo admitted to writing the song in june but she said that she got the idea from a meme so I'm thinking uh, that what probably happened is that somebody stole the tweet and put it in a meme, which often happens. And then uh, Lizzo took that from the meme and then attributed it back to that meme instead of the original tweet. Uh, and um, so... Sometimes that happens, then, though. Yeah. It's not yeah. good, but sometimes it happens. Sometimes it happens. Um, but her response to it was really shitty. Um, but, like... The person who, uh, like, originally tweeted this, um, like, had tweeted about this a couple months ago and um, said, I still to this day struggle with the fact that a fat black woman got famous off what I said and I wasn't that woman. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I guess she also makes music. Um, So the other, yeah. So the other music that I wanted to feature um, what like is by her um her username is mina lioness um on both twitter and soundcloud so you can follow her um and 
Uh, the song that I want to feature is Diamonds Uncut. Click. Sometimes I'm on that bullshit. Sometimes I want some new shit. But our hearts are exclusive. Though we take the chance, although we fuss and fight. It's really good. Like, she has a beautiful voice. Um, and it's too bad that none of her music is on Spotify, so I can't put it on the playlist, but I completely understand because Spotify is shitty about paying artists. Um, but yeah, I feel for her with that situation. I've seen that happen to too many people and especially for it to become that big and for Lizzo to then trademark the, um, like phrase a hundred percent that bitch, um, like to put on merchandise is just really disappointing. Yeah. Um, Andrea, what is your pick for the playlist? My pick, um, I was kind of thinking about kind of Lizzo is still, I know she's not a new artist at all, but she's still kind of a new artist to me. And I love like diving in her music a little bit more. Um, another, I know we talked about kind of hearing Truth Hurts in that movie, Someone Great on Netflix, which is a great movie to check mm-hmm. out. But another great movie to check out um, that I saw is Booksmart, um, which is oh, like, so oh good. my God, so good. And so funny. They like, feature Lizzo's song Boys, which is like another one of the first times I ever heard her. And it's just such a fun again, like it's a Lizzo song, you know, it's up and fun and it's it is honestly hilarious and fits in with um the movie Booksmart so well. And I feel like that movie was one of the best movies I've seen in a really long time, like so original and just I thought it was really cute and well done and um definitely underrated for the summer but yeah i just i loved that song and it reminds me of that movie and how much i love that movie so boys by lizzo has to be my pick nice click hey boy what you say boy you're trying to play court like a game boy hit my phone boy is your homeboy are you alone boy come give me don't boy all right, two Billie Eilish songs and two Lizzo songs. <laughs> oh, no. Our, our nightmare. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, okay, so like, let's end with like our closing sentiment provided by Andrea. Oh, jeez. In the... <laughs> it, yeah, so just like... Uh, okay. Three, two, one. Just, just keep... keep. <laughs> Thank you so much. Have a good day. We swinging out of here.